0: This is the Yob ConvoCast, one-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? And welcome to the season finale of the Yob ConvoCast, conversations with... Everyone inside of Yob, everyone outside of Yob. This person, he seamlessly navigates both worlds. He comes in, he goes out, he's one of my favorite guests. He actually is the most recurring guest, officially now, of the combo cast. Making his first appearance this season, I knew we couldn't get to the end without talking to him. I'm so glad he took the time away from diapers to talk to us today. It's our other brother, Nate. What's up, Nate?
1: hello thank you for having me back i feel like steve martin on snl i've been here so many times i feel like an honored guest and i really appreciate you putting like the star and the name on my dressing room door mm-hmm. i do feel like a star whenever you have me in the yob mansion
0: yeah it's like on snl they have the five timers club where they yep. like always make have a, a robe out of the robe yeah the special lounge like <laughs> <We, laughs> uh, really at. we really yeah we really treat you like a king when you come to the you know, cast studio <laughs> so it's good to have you. It's good to have you back and we were just commenting before recording Nate, like you've invested in a ring light you you're wearing a really nice shirt. I mean you you've taken this quite seriously now.
1: I mean, this probably isn't great capital C content for the podcast, but I do have to say I am wearing a shirt with tiny, tiny prints of palm trees on it. I was wondering what those were. My wonderful wife said to me, she said, it looks great. It just doesn't look like something that you would wear. And I have to admit... It isn't something I would normally wear, but I am trying my best to rock the Tiny prints because that is all the rage these days. I wish I had something a little bit more ironic on them, like a baked potato or something, but here I am (laughs) with palm trees.
0: Palm trees. Yeah, no, we we just had a fashion podcast as of this recording. I haven't uh,
1: listened to it yet.
0: Yeah, no, it's like this is a good segue from the fashion podcast because I don't own a shirt like that, but I own two pairs of shorts like that. I don't know if you've mm. seen me wear them around you or not. I don't I have no idea what I've worn around you. But no, I don't I think you pair. have worn
1: them around me. <laughs> you curated <laughs> one pair. your appearance. <laughs>
0: Um, And they're both from Express, I think. I think they're from Express. Um, One has little anchors on them, like anchors Mm. away. And one has little snowflakes on them because as a four, I am a very special snowflake. So those are my little tiny print shorts. But I I really like what you're wearing because I couldn't tell from the vantage point I have. I have no idea what those little things are. But you're telling me they're palm trees. And I think it looks quite right on you. I don't know what your wife was saying, but I affirm that shirt.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's a little uh, sheer, which has its own issues as a shirt, but uh, I am very comfortable in it because it is uh, nicely sized and it has the really uh, narrow arms to make you feel like you have Mm. giant biceps. Yeah.
0: Hold up up those arms again. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. Very well fitting, I would say. Yeah. A plus. A plus shirt. Meanwhile, I'm here in my like loose, ragged tank top in a hot studio because I have no central air. I complain about my lack of central air as much as a, as much as I can on the podcast. So, Well,
1: you're surrounded by wood walls, so it does look like you are in a sauna already.
0: <laughs> right. I didn't come to the podcast nude at least. I at least put on a tank top for today's episode. Thank you, Tom. But, um, but here we are, here we are in two different worlds right now. Um, Nate, catch us up because it's been a while since I've seen you. And please don't reference your child or your wife. You already referenced your wife once. We've heard enough Ooh. of the baby. So, tell us, tell us how you are doing.
1: <laughs> no, I will never. Listen, the problem with being a dad is you always want to talk about your baby. So, you get six words right. on it. He is growing older each day
0: ah uh, concisely put
1: thank you. he's beautiful but me as a person i am transitioning as best i can into doing some more work at home trying to do less travel uh but the chalk world and the for those who don't know i'm a freelance artist that travels yes, about from town to town um uh, doing chalk art and creating 3d murals
0: yeah i picture you taking this big suitcase and just traveling to a new city and opening it up and colors explode like a the real Mary Herald Pottons. hill of art yes yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> or so, the music
0: man or yeah, yeah yeah just uh yeah going and spreading wonder wherever you go
1: yes so that is kind of what i've been doing um not too much else is going on except i'm now caught up on all all my disney plus marvel shows so that's important Mm. uh for those who have you know Yab questions and want to talk to me about loki or wandavision uh Mm. i am available
0: you know, I've I'm very selectively Marvel. That's what I tell people. Like I am not gonna watch every single Marvel thing. I just can't I cannot do that. But um so I'm not watching Loki, will not watch Loki, but did watch WandaVision and really was astounded by the depth of human emotion and dealing with grief and loss. Like I was astounded by what was happening on that little the show. Fact I think that was the groundbreaking show. That, that is show. what
1: you the fact that that is what you enjoyed about WandaVision and you're uh. not even going to give Loki a chance is actually bewildering because there are some <laughs> Do deep, I, need to? <laughs> I would say, Enneagram 4 questions that that uh. asks about destiny and what like, your purpose in life. Uh,
0: I hate you right now for even saying that because I, I was like, I cannot do another Marvel series. I, I mean, can't. it's
1: only six episodes, so you'll be okay. Okay. Okay.
0: We'll see. Maybe next season we'll check back in with Tom's Loki update. But Wandavision, Perfect. I was so thoroughly pleased. I was like, man, this is this is right up my alley. If we're going to we're going to have a Marvel thing. Like there better be some depth to it. I just don't mm. want to see, I don't want to see glowing orbs and things exploding. And yeah, I, I need more depth to it than that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that was good. Well, Nate, tell me tell me what you want to talk about today. I know you were making a list and checking it twice. We've got fifteen minutes. Tell me something to talk about.
1: Well, I have – so am I the only one bringing topics today? Is that the thing? I'm carrying this with topics or do you also have topics?
0: Well, I had a topic which was catching up on you if that's a a topic. Oh, well, that was great. I
1: loved that segment.
0: (laughs) We try to cloak topics as seamlessly as possible as we navigate the the stream of this conversation.
1: Well, here is my – you said bring a shallow topic and a deep topic. I'll bring you my shallow topic first. Are you ready?
0: Shallow end. Let's be clear because shallow has a negative connotation. Shallow end is <sighs> just like, it, all it is, is we're just getting our feet wet. So that's, Oh, you're right. Sorry. I,
1: shallow end shallow, of the pool. This is where you, this is, okay. I'll bring you my lazy river topic first. Thank you. That's and then we'll great. go to yeah. the Dunkaroo splash zone for the last one. <laughs> My Lazy right. River topic that I have today is I want to pitch something to you. And it's about profanity.
0: Ooh, love it. Are you ready? <laughs> yes.
1: Here's how I grew up. No profanity ever. No words that are replacement profanity words, if you mm. can help it. Because those are about the same. Right. Uh, the, it's in- a heart issue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the command of uh, cursing. It sort of applied to all things and the the thought in church growing up was is as long as you don't use profanity your friends will see your lack of cursing and want to follow jesus that was the sort right. of thing it's like you don't you don't drink and you don't use swear words so they will say i want to live like you straight edge yeah,
0: you're a light in the darkness. In the darkness. In the
1: darkness. I, I think because of that raising, I don't use a lot of profanity these days. I do have favorites that I enjoy every once in a while saying in my home for comedic effect. I do have, also have ones that I feel like are a little bit more nefarious. But as I start thinking about teaching about profanity to my son, As he grows Ah, old. There he is again. There he is again. You can't. (laughs) Your other dads. Welcome to Yod.
0: (laughs) Yod. (laughs) It doesn't roll. Or your other father's Yoff. I I think that's more distinguished.
1: Welcome to (laughs) Yoff. The Swedish podcast. Um, (laughs) What do you think about profanity and profanity as a Christian? Do you think it should Mm -hmm. be limited? Do you think it doesn't really matter? Is it actually better to sprinkle some in as long as it's not uh, demeaning to a person? For example, I think the B word is pretty nefarious due to its Mm. um, sort of the way that it's been used against women.
0: Yeah, no, I think you and I were raised in similar cultures. I remember one time, shout out to my dad. I remember one time my dad, we were driving in a car and my sister... She messed up something. She was doing something beside me, and she said, crap. I hope it's okay mm. if I just said that word. But <laughs> she, said, she muttered the word crap, and my dad turned around from the front seat and, like, was in, like, I gasped. Like, he, he, like, was not pleased that my sister said that word. And this would have been, like, I don't know, she was seven, eight, nine years old, something like that. Nine years old, maybe. Let's just put a number. Um, mm mm-hmm. And that that sums up that sums up the culture that I think you and I were both raised in. Like, crap is that is that a cursed word? Is that an adjacent right. word? For example,
1: um, dang yeah. it was something that <laughs> yeah, it was like wait, what are you? Saying
0: yeah, so it is thing. inherent. It is inherent in me. Like when I, whenever I've, I mean, it's it's waned over the years, but I think there is still something in me that when I hear a word, or if I feel tempted, if I feel it like swirling in my throat, like if it's gonna come out, I'm like no, I can't say that. There is something in me that doesn't want to say it. And I think a lot of that is good. I think a lot of that it's like, I don't want to just say the F word every other sentence. Like that's unbecoming. I don't want to be around somebody who says the F word every other sentence. Um, and I think even as a writer, I've given a lot of thought to this because I've used the F word in my, in my book, my first book, um, was tempted to use it multiple times and got some good feedback when I was sharing it with people. um, they they weren't saying not to use it, but they were saying the less you use it, the more potent, the more effective it is. Um, like a PG
1: thirteen movie, you get one. Yeah,
0: yeah, you get one, you get two. Um, and so I see the value. Like sometimes the F word is exactly the feeling that I need to get across. Like I could use a poetic image. Um, it could go either way. Like I think I think there was another instance where I could have used the F word, where I where instead of using it, I um, elaborated on, like I was crying. And so I elaborated on the tears that were coming out rather than the feeling that was in, the, the word that was inside. So, so there are creative ways to get around it, but I think a lot of times it's just, it's the right word for the right time. And, mm-hmm. um, and so like, I think, I think you could look at it both ways. Cause, cause there were, I got some feedback on using the F word in my book, um, from Christians who were very disappointed, very like, um, not a lot of feedback, but a couple of people reached out and said that they didn't appreciate that word, um, heard from way more people who said they really did. And I think, um, ultimately like, who am I writing for? Like if I'm trying to reflect Jesus, like I don't want to be, my fear is, and I don't think I'll ever be this. I don't think I've ever been accused of this. I don't want to be a flowery, sugary Christian who pretends everything is great. Now that I have Jesus, like there Mm -hmm. are some F word worthy moments in life. Um, especially in, a year like 2020 where COVID happened, where I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, where I was hospitalized. I mean, there, there's a lot of F-words that kind of came up inwardly in my life over the last year. Mm. And, um, and I think it's actually a great Christian witness in, to, that, to that end if we're being real and we're not pretending that everything's okay when it's not, when it's clearly not. So um, so I'm an advocate for profanity in the right <laughs> moments, if that makes sense. <laughs> it it and, does all in an effort for authenticity
1: yeah ah okay so when used authentically but maybe not overused
0: yeah i think it's again i'm i inevitably approach this as a writer as an artist like if there's other ways to get the same point across i encourage people to be creative like don't just use the f word you know 10 15 20 times in a book or in a song or in a whatever like i think there's i think there's creative ways around it and so that's that's kind of my approach is like if there's there's another way, I will explore that other way, but at the end of the day, it's my decision as an artist, as a writer, which words to use and and for Yab, for the podcast, I've made it just like a standard like we're not going to use profanity on the blog or on the podcast because I just think I just think it doesn't really fit um, what we're doing. And so um that's just a, It can also be a stumbling decision.
1: block for people depending on like people like yeah. us who've been raised in a way that, you know, you don't want to turn people off to it just because It
0: can be off-putting. Yeah
1: the reason why i wanted to bring it up is because here's what i want to here's my new thought on profanity i want to leverage it when teaching it to a child as these are strong powerful words now just like anything that has a lot of power to it it can be used for danger right or it can be used for powerful emphasis the fact that like these very strong words is that if you overuse them, it's a, your way in you know, a lot of, you know, imagine you were a tiny boy and I teach you Like there are a lot of people that want to use these words because it, you know, it brings power. But we as Christians, especially, we don't need to make our words like we, we are to mean what we say and we are to be careful with our words because like fire, they have the ability to burn. And so, we don't need to sprinkle a bunch of these words in because, you know, we don't have to sound more emphatic or more powerful. And that these words, especially, there are words because profanity is like fire, it can burn others. So, you have to be very careful with how you go about using it. But I think thinking of them not necessarily always as curse words, because I would say a lot of them are not for cursing, as in like the true biblical. Cursing something versus these are strong words, and these aren't to be used, and especially for children they're they're to be wielded by adults in a way because they are super strong and super powerful, and just like alcohol, you know we don't want you to just dabble lightly in them,
0: yeah. I find it funny though, that this is your shallow end topic. This feels very, this has like a gravitas to it, but you're, this is like a walk in the park for you. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, for me too.
1: <laughs> we're floating, we're floating along in the lazy <laughs> river and I'm just talking yeah. about, yeah. Profanity in general and how to A
0: lazy river of F words and B words and S words. And we're just, exactly. And yeah, yes. and we're, yes. we're having a grand old time. Yeah, no, this is good though. Cause, cause um, yeah, it's, it's all about your audience too. Like I think, um, like I think the world like the world, we're gonna use Christianese language when Ooh. the world like looks at a Christian um, who's afraid to use certain words, like I again, I think it's a way to actually enhance our witness if, if they're used appropriately if, they're, if like you said, there's a power to it. a fire is a great example um, to, to use a well-placed word that encapsulates a feeling. Um, I
1: also don't think you have to like, you don't have to use it. You know, it, I wouldn't want anyone who doesn't use profanity yeah. to be like, I need to start using it in order to make my words <laughs> more meaningful or whatever. Yeah. I think it's just a bad feeling when talking to someone who's not a Christian and they use profanity and they go, Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have used that around you. To me, mm, that yeah. feels like, Oh, man, like there is a disconnect, not a world you disconnect because there's already that, but a feeling that you're already worried that I'm judging you for your profanity. Yeah. Whereas I think I would be a lot, I should, Christians should be a lot more known for like, you don't slander someone else in front of a Christian because a Christian will speak up and like kind of stamp down gossip. And we should be people that are known for like, hey, they don't tolerate you tearing down someone else versus they don't tolerate you using the F word. Does that make sense? Like if there are things that we as Christians should be like, don't say that around them, it should be demeaning things about other people that we stand up for others versus we stand up for clean language around us.
0: Yeah, no, that's like such an infuriating thing. Like the more I've gotten disenchanted with evangelicalism or just like this whole (laughs) world, it's like people who will nitpick over using the F word in a book versus like, yeah, slandering certain subsets of people or gossiping about this other person in the neighborhood or in the church. Like that's that is such a disconnect for me like you are missing the forest for the trees. Is that how they say that?
1: Is it through or the, the trees, trees for the forest? Forest, forest in the One trees. of those. <laughs> there's a preposition in there. Song.
0: I know there's something I knew when it was coming out of my mouth I was like I don't I don't think that's entirely right but I think the listeners will understand yes. the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right, are you ready for my my deep end? We have a few minutes. Yeah.
0: We have oh. yeah, we have 5 or 5 or so minutes. So go All right, ahead.
1: here we go. Here's my question for you. Is real meaningful deep change possible in a person's personality weaknesses Oh, so here is my question for you there are things in my life this is how it came up there are things in my life that i struggle with for example there are certain responsible things that i tend to always forget or like ah i didn't renew that auto pay and now
0: (laughs) oh that's the worst i'm i'm
1: late for something or Mm. oh man i'm i'm um yeah things slip through the cracks or like i say i'm gonna do something and then a couple weeks go by i completely forget about it and it's like that sort of thing where all right it's very easy for me to say, Tom, I will record this Yob podcast with you. And then if I don't have it, like reminding me 30 minutes before, I'll just go on with my day sort of thing. And yeah. at times I think, all right, I need to improve upon this thing. But my question to you is, how possible is it to change your, not necessarily the direction in your life? Because I feel like that's mostly possible, but is like, the weaknesses that you have, Tom, that you want to see improved. Um, other than, like, I I believe in, like, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit and God's work within us when it comes to overcoming sin. But I'm talking maybe a little bit less about, like, sinful stuff as weaknesses stuff that you want to see as strengths.
0: Like, more character flaws or... yeah. Yeah, things you're not yeah. as gifted in. I mean, I resonate with what you were saying about. I don't know if you would use the word forgetfulness or just like, yeah, Especially so. the more involved YAB has gotten for me. Actually, this is a new development in my life that's kind of relevant, actually, because um, I just I've, I have a big whiteboard on my wall where I like have a calendar of all the YAB events, and so that's helped me a lot just to visualize what's coming this week or this month or next month. Um, But even that, I was like, because I also have other things. Like I just recently joined a gym. I have counseling sessions. Like there's literally times where I've just like totally overbooked myself and didn't even realize it. And I've had to be, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take control of my calendar and my life. Mm -hmm. So I started, I went on this calendar app and it seems so tedious at times where I'm like, okay, I just booked this thing. And now I've got to, or I'm grabbing lunch with a friend on this day. I've got to punch that in. Like it feels so like like, who am I? Am I an 85 year old man that I forget what's what I'm doing on Tuesday? But, but it's been, I've only been doing it for actually a few weeks now, but it's been so helpful to not reserve like these extra banks of energy of memory. to like, remember what's coming three days from now, um, when I've got, you know, so much going on content wise with y'all, but then just like my day-to-day life with things that I'm doing. So, um, so that's been very helpful. I think, um, and I've noticed this over the years. I don't know if it's growing older or what, but like there are so many times where I leave the house and I've just, oh my gosh, I forgot my wallet,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: or or in the, or like for a while I got maybe forgetting a mask when when mask culture was a thing during right. COVID, like just always having a mask in my car at all times for that reason because I might forget grabbing one on the way out or something. But like yeah, like I don't know what what that is. There is something in me that if I'm if I'm going too fast, I will forget something, so I have to like force myself. Like, I will literally, when I'm putting my shoes on and putting my phone in my... Like, I will make sure I look around, scan the room, scan my environment, make sure, okay, do I have everything... Like, consciously ask myself, do I have everything I need? Do I need to grab a snack? Do I need to grab a bottled Mm -hmm. water? Do I need to grab... You know, it's just like... um, I think... I don't know if that will ever go away. So, to answer your question, I think I will always... Not to forecast cynicism on my life, but I think I will always struggle to remember things and so all i have to do though to remedy that is like force myself to slow down stop thinking about it put it on the calendar and i'll I'll be fine
1: yeah that's sort of the crux of this whole topic is that is that something where like for the rest of your life that's going to be something you're going to have to do like for example what about reading like i it's like i want to be someone who reads more but I love watching, as we said at the beginning, love watching TV shows, love watching movies. You have a,
0: you have a movie podcast, you gotta keep watching those things. To it's for work. Those things. Yeah, it's for work. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I want to be like, for example, I want to be someone who is like productive and like working hard and not, you know, piddling away on my phone. Is that something that there's the hopeful versus the cynical side of like, will that improve? what kind of improvement can i ever hope
0: i think the key yeah i think the key is not having an insane expectation that you're going to be reading someday if you keep working hard at it you're going to be reading 12 books a week and you're just going to be you're gonna have walls walls of bookcases all over you yeah and um but i think improvement is absolutely a thing like because i look at my life with the calendar and and just being more conscientious of when i leave the house like that's improved Is it where I would like it to be, where I just don't have to stop and think? No, but um, but to go even deeper, Nate, because we love going deeper. Like so, the other thing when I'm thinking about character flaws or things that I would love to improve on, I just have this innate innate. That's so funny. I have this innate sense of inferiority when I'm around other men. When I'm around you. When I'm around other men within Yob or just in general inevitably there is something in me that feels like they are up here and i am down here and with some men it's like way down here some men maybe it's just like a hair below now but tom is putting
1: a, when he says up here he's putting his hand higher and when he's putting down here it looks about six inches and then sometimes it's like nine inches all right, right. back to your podcast
0: thanks for the commentary yeah <laughs> um yeah, there's like there's always a sense that they're either more accomplished or more well-spoken or more attractive or, you know, you name it. There's plenty of adjectives out there. That is, that is something I just inherently feel. Maybe it's not as strong today as it was 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, certainly. But, but I think that is something that I've both experienced a lot of growth in, um, recognizing my worth as a man, my talents, my abilities. Um, but inevitably, I think that is something I will struggle with quote unquote, until the day I die. I think that's, there's enough foundational things that happened in my childhood that I feel not worthy that I think that is something I'm gonna have to always wrestle with to some extent. Now, maybe the Holy Spirit will completely remove that for me in the years to come. Who knows? I'm open to that, but that's that's in my my just realistic mind. I think that's something that I'm just always gonna have to fight upstream against um, to some degree.
1: Right, and it hurts my Enneagram 7 heart to think that. Maybe it uh, will always be that way. Maybe, yeah. I don't like the idea of... I like the idea of a triumphant victory, mm. defeat of the things that I dislike in myself, and a emerging of a new, beautiful Nate Butterfly. I tried to portmanteau Nate and Butterfly in my mind. That did not work. Naterfly is Nader, no good.
0: Naterfly, <laughs> yeah, that's was about to say. A that's nice the Naderfly. worst word.
1: That is worse.
0: Or a, a Nate Moth a a
1: knot coming out of my chrysalis no no i'm not gonna try anymore i can't see the forest around the trees
0: yeah i can't see the forest above the trees that's that's what they say um no this yeah no this is really relevant because i think um as humans we naturally want We want the clear, like mountaintop view of we went through something, it was hard, it was awful, but now we came out the other side and it's better. And I think a lot of areas of life we can experience that on some level, maybe not a mountain, maybe more of a molehill, but I think, uh, I think in general in life, like, yeah, we're going to struggle with stuff till the day we die and we can make strides, we can make improvements, we can grow, we can go to counseling, we can process, we can have a lot of, uh, yeah, market improvement, but, um but i think that's okay it's okay to like not get to the mountaintop you can you can climb up the mountain and still appreciate the vantages yeah. along the way that
1: right? is true and i was reminded that if you spend your whole life focusing on self improvement in a way what you're kind of doing at the end of the, at the end of the day is you're like i want to work to a place where i don't need my savior anymore and that mm. like there's a a sweet beauty to like hey those those things you struggle with like you are constantly reminded of your need for jesus and versus i can get in a real real self-improvement cycle of like all right i just need to like work on this work on this fix this fix this fix this and then at the end of my life i will ascend like elisha to the heavens
0: did you say elisha or elijah
1: I said "sha," but I now. I'm not sh- oh,
0: incorrect! Ugh. It should be should be "ja."
1: <laughs> you and today, lose everything.
0: You lose Christianity today, but at least you didn't swear. So,
1: <sighs> I like to say "rubbish." Break
0: out the bleep button. I like rubbish, to say
1: "rubbish," like like how Paul uses. I consider it all rubbish compared to the surpassing mm. knowledge of knowing Jesus.
0: I think I think he would you use could, the S word there. I know. I was going to say, there's. I'm sure if you had a modern day translation, I think Paul used the S word there. I think we can make that jump as far as what the connotation and the severity of that word is that he used. So. It's a
1: word that I would enjoy using more in life, but it's not necessarily professional in its use.
0: Rubbish. Especially if a British person says that word. Oh, so
1: much better. Yeah, not, so not great better. with my American tongue.
0: I know (laughs) well this I love conversations they that come full circle we're back to profanity back to where we bliss blissfully started and here we up here we end here we go so this was a delightful conversation I am so glad that you came on
1: and I just want to say here at the season finale um, I just want to say there is more coming in the next season and I can't wait to see the twists and turns um and the new bad that is introduced uh are we gonna leave it with a cliffhanger i feel like a good season finale has a cliffhanger yeah.
0: are you leaving a cliffhanger to your next appearance is that what you're trying to set up here
1: tom um, i don't think i'm gonna have i think this is gonna be my last time on yob ever just because oh my gosh i don't think i'm gonna be able to come back and do this again uh, Okay. <laughs> Nate will return in season two. Uh,
0: yeah, That's a we'll, terrible cliffhanger.
1: I hate that. Okay. Well, it was a good idea, and then it was bad.
0: Because uh, Tom, we, me and my wife, we've decided to go without Wi-Fi for like, <gasps> the next season of our lives. The, we cannot record. It's literally impossible. And oh. So, and so now the cliffhanger is I will have to come physically visit you in order to – or you'll have to come bring your Mary Poppins suitcase – on an adventure to come visit me to, in order to record this podcast. That's yes,
1: exactly. Yep. My timeline's being deleted. I'm, Uh I'm getting deleted from the multiverse.
0: He's getting, he's getting off the grid people. Um, yeah, it's always good to have Nate. It was great to talk to so many. My, my goal with this season of of the Cast, the Comiccast return, the grand return of the Cast, was I wanted to talk to someone different. I know we, we cycled in Nate a few times last year and <laughs> along with a couple of other people. And my goal this year was like, I would really love to talk to 10, 15 people connected in some way to Yob and, um, and really be intentional to like, meet as many folks as possible or, or re-meet some folks in, in, in Nate's case. So it was fun. It was fun to have all these conversations. Um, we will be back again. I love doing these little, these little mini episodes compared to the Yobcast, and um, it'll, be, yeah, it'll be good to come back in the near future. So stay tuned. Hopefully Nate will be back, but I don't know. It's foreboding right now. We we, it remains to be seen we don't know it's a cliffhanger
1: yes exactly
0: (laughs) we might drift we joke a lot about drifting nate so we might drift who knows
1: we might wait what does that mean tokyo drift all i know is the fast and furious movie
0: (laughs) no you have a wife you have a kid now you're you have no oh we might
1: drift apart
0: we might drift apart right you don't have time for this (laughs)
1: with their friendship hanging in the balance <laughs> that's a more that's tom a more different directions
0: yeah that's a more dramatic cliffhanger than you went off the grid <laughs> i think that's, that's tom more thanks for
1: too. having me on your podcast and i do want to say i do have to say this i do feel like we are drifting a bit apart and so who knows if our friendship will survive 2021
0: Yeah, let alone coming back on the podcast. That's that's a whole other conversation. Um, We'll see. So until until we cast our next convo, everybody, thank you for journeying with us. We will be back very soon. Happy summer vacation, everybody.
1: Don't forget to see the forest over the trees.